This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Old R. Men. And JR. Hello. We are back. Welcome to episode 31. Because yes, this is our 31st episode. And new things happening. Slightly different format. Look at that new art. Isn't that new art just beautiful? Gorgeous. <laughs> and that are just some of the things that we have been working on while on our extended break. But we will be talking more about news and other things related to this podcast at the end of the episode. Because this episode isn't about us. It is about ye olden first generation group Seskis. Y'all just have to live with that pronunciation because I don't want to try it again. <laughs> Which is a group you may or may not have heard of, depending on how long you've been into the realm of K-pop. If you're a really old school person, you definitely know who these boys are. If you're a newer person, you're probably like, Whomst? I have not heard of these boys. And that is completely fine. That is why we are here to share with you. The wonders, the mystery, the everything that is Chesky's. And yes, I said it differently than last time because I am not consistent. So let us just start off with a tiny condensed who are these people? What is this group? Zetsky's, probably pronounced as Jetskis, was a six-member group created to rival H.O.T. and are one of the most beloved groups of the 90s for hits like Come Back, Couple, and The Way This Guy Lives. The name Zetskis is German. Zex means six, and Kies means crystals. So, they're the six crystals. They debuted in 1997 and disbanded in 2000, but they reunited in 2016. Their fan color is yellow, which was the same as Sote GM Boys, and their fans are called Yellow Keys. They started when DSP Entertainment was looking to debut new artists, but after HOT debuted, the company, like many others at the time, switched to making a group that could compete with HOT. Back in the day, both groups used to participate in dance battles with other groups. To this day, Jijin of Zetkis still wants to have a proper all-out fight with Wuhyuk of HOT. However, HOT didn't consider them rivals until the media, their companies, and the fans started pitting them against each other. While many people have continued to bring up the so-called rivalry and fan fights over the years, members of both groups have been close friends for a long time. The whole quarrel has always been overblown and full of misinformation, so we won't really be talking about it much for the rest of this episode. So let's start by talking about the members of the group. They debuted as six with Unji Wan as the leader, main rapper, and lead vocalist, EJ Jin as the main dancer and sub rapper, Kim Jae Duck, also known as Ducky among fans and the members of the group alike, as the lead rapper and lead dancer, Jang Soo Wan as the sub vocalist and magne, Kang Sung Hoon as the main vocalist and visual, and finally Ko Ji Young as the lead vocalist. All of the members had to audition to join the group, but some of them actually knew each other beforehand. Jiwon and Sunghoon went to high school together in Hawaii, where they studied abroad. They were originally supposed to debut as a duo, but ended up as part of Jekis. Meanwhile, Jaejin and Jaeduk were on a dance team called Quicksilver in Busan. Since they were not from Seoul, they ended up being the only two members who needed to live in a dorm once the group actually came together. So from the very beginning, 
as there were six members, it was very easy to divide them into two teams. Basically, the rat line, known as Black Keys, which consisted of J-Duck, Jiwon, and Jae-Jin, who had a more tough boy image since rappers. <laughs> and then there was the vocal line, White Keys, which consisted of Yi Young Soo-Won and Song Hoon, who had a more sweet, nice image. And that is basically the base layout of this group. So let's go on to their actual debut. Diskies debuted on April 15th, 1997 with Hagwon Byul also known as School Anthem. The album came out on May 14th, 1997. It has 12 songs, two of which were remixes. With the exception of School Anthem, the rest of the album was either about love or breaking up with someone. The album cover features the members in matching white outfits against a blue background. The album shares its name with the title song School Anthem and had a very hard 90s sound to it, and it was a song that teenagers would want to scream. Well, why would they want to scream it? Well, the song was basically an explosion of frustration over how much Korean teenagers and students in general go through. It's primarily about how much pressure teenagers are under to study and get into good universities. For example, one of the lyrics is, as the school bell rings and rings, our war begins again. This is because students are technically competing with each other to have top grades in their classes. It's also important to note that they use the term hagwon, not hakyo. Hakyo means general school, whereas hagwon is a private academy students go to after school. There are a lot of different kinds out there, such as for English, math, coding, and even jump rope. It's a whole industry for education, and there's just so much stress that it gives to students. Finally, as for the music video itself, it showed images of teenage life such as studying, playing sports, and similar images between the members dancing. It also cuts to clips of students looking for their scores and how their parents react to their grades. It's quite a heavy debut track, but it's also perfectly in line with what other groups debuted with during the first generation of K-pop. Their next track was The Way This Guy Lives, also known as Pomseng Pomsa, and it actually is brought up occasionally on variety shows, I realized, so you may have heard it before. It's a breakup song, but it's also very high energy and has a really cool slash manly vibe to it. There are two music videos for it, and both keep the high energy tone to them. The dance for it is also famous, not only because it's fun, but also because it looks extremely exhausting. The real reason why is that it features a lot of jumping. Years after this, Jiwon tried to replicate it on a variety show without any preparation and failed miserably while being completely winded. If you're looking for choreography that can challenge you, I highly recommend you give this one a go. When it comes to how much this particular album sold, Things get a bit weird, but officially we have the number 600,000 copies that we know for sure were sold. But it is a good possibility that the album might have sold closer to 2 million copies. How do we know this? A manager or producer from the company did state this. But why things are so uncertain is because it was the 90s. The 90s had really bad regulation for these things. It took South Korea a very long time to put in rules on how to count album sales. A lot of fraud happened because it was the 90s. 
But this album was very popular. Like, it was a good start of any group's career. So, you can say this was a hit because it really was. So, let's continue with the follow-up. Their second album was called Welcome to the Zetsky's Land, and it came out on November 1st, 1997. The album cover looks like Disney's Cinderella castle with fireworks in the hands of Mickey Mouse presenting it. The reason for this is that it's set up like an audio-only experience of a Zetsky's-themed amusement park. There are 20 tracks with a lot of funky-sounding songs and ballads. The first track is Gate 1 which has the sounds of a fairground and lets you know that you'll be listening to funky songs that are a combination of teenage angst, confusion, and partying. Gate 2 sounds like you're on a roller coaster and introduces the hip-hop section, which includes the title track. Gate 3 says it's close to the end of the night and leads to the ballads section of the album. And finally, Gate 4 is like the end of the night at a theme park with the sounds of fireworks going off. This track ends with this being said in English, Remember that although life can be hard, it's important to keep your hopes and dreams alive. After this, there are songs about Christmas and winter, after which it goes into spring and then the outro. I personally would have loved to see a visual concept of this, but nope, it's a total audio-only experience. And I don't think I've ever heard of a K-pop album being so atmospheric like this. Gisado or Chivalry, is the title song of this album. It's a very upbeat track about a sad love where the guy still wants the best for the girl, even though his heart is broken. And when we say upbeat, a lot of their title tracks, they're very rock-influenced. There's a lot of bass, there's a lot of drums, there's a lot of electric guitar, and, I mean, it's definitely not the norm today. So if you like more rock-heavy type music, I highly suggest them. But back to Chivalry, there was no official music video for this, so you'll only find stage performances, but that's better than nothing, and they're really fun to watch. This song is special, though, because on December 7th, they had their first win on Inky Gaio. Although there is no official source for this, you will see this fact floating around the internet. A few weeks later, on December 21st, Jackie's had their first ever large-scale concert at the Sejong Center, which sold out in about five hours. I found a number saying that over 7,000 fans attended, but I cannot say that for sure because there was no source about the actual attendance number. 1997 was a pretty intense year for our boys. They had some pretty good albums. And you would believe that that would mean, oh, oh, so many awards, but not really. (laughs) We know for sure that they won a Bonsang at the Golden Disc Awards, and they possibly won a couple of other Bonsangs at the Seoul Music Awards, and possibly at KBS Music Awards. But information is difficult. We think they won. We might be wrong about that. If we're wrong, you will see a notice somewhere that we are completely wrong. Anyway, if you don't know what a Bonsang is, go back to episode 27 a short history of award shows where we actually talk about the golden disc awards as well as the soul music awards and also mama that will give you a better rundown than anything i could do in my very caffeinated hive mind today so yeah 1997 their first year finally done 
after a lot of hard work. How could they possibly live up to the coming year? What would 1998 look like? Well, to start off the year, in February, they had their first official tour, kicking it off in Seoul and ending early April in Daejeon. Just a few weeks later, from April 25th to May 5th, Jekyll's was part of the musical Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, which was a live stage show. The original soundtrack for it came out on April 29th, and on May 5th, Children's Day, they performed for the final time at the Blue House, which is essentially the president's residence. If you thought that they were busy before, that's nothing compared to that summer. They released their third album, Road Fighter, on July 1st. This album had 15 tracks, and a lot of them sounded futuristic, but were mostly angsty breakup tracks. Siskiyou's has a lot of those, honestly. Like, if you're going to a Notabong after a breakup, this is the album to pick songs from. For instance, Road Fighter has lyrics that are about a really bad breakup, but the song is so catchy and it hypes you up. The music video for it has a lot of shaky cam and looks like they're in an abandoned subway tunnel. It's basically a high-energy song and dance with fashionable outfits. Another hit from the album is Reckless Love, which is also a breakup song. And this song is very beloved by the Yellow Keys. And it's basically about a guy saying that he'll wait forever for the girl, and it's just really, really catchy. And interestingly enough, the music video looks like it's a video game just with real people, so that's also a pretty interesting watch. The song even gave them a number one on Inkigayo in October of 1998. The last track we want to talk about on this album is Crying Game, because it constantly had wins yet didn't have a music video for it. It's a breakup song, but it is really funky. However, that's not all that Zetsky's released in July. No, no, because they also released the movie entitled Seventeen in that same month. Seventeen is the first idol movie of its kind, and it's pretty well remembered, for better or for worse. <laughs> the movie was about what teenagers go through from school to parental issues to a plethora of other things, because it wants to be every genre there is. <laughs> but it was all as told through Jackie's. Usually we'd actually talk more about this thing. <laughs> However, we will have an entire episode just dedicated to Seventeen the movie. Because, if nothing else, it's a movie. A very questionable movie. But I guess it qualifies as a movie. It was sold as one, so I guess so. I don't know. It was a thing, it was made, we're gonna talk about it kinda in depth at some other point. Just watch out for that thing whenever that happens. <laughs> Let's go back to their music, cause this was something else. Indeed. So while Zetsky's already had a tour, a musical, an album, and a movie come out, that wasn't where their year ended. Nope. Instead, they came out with a special album on October 30th, which was their 3.5 album, as it came out between their third and fourth album. The title track for this album was Couple, which is one of the group's most famous and beloved songs. It is a breath of fresh air from their usual breakup and angstful songs, because it's really wholesome. The music video shows cute, happy, and content Zetskis. What a rarity! 
there are a lot of behind-the-scenes clips and shots of their fans. When Zetskis was releasing updated versions of their songs, this is one of the songs that not only got an update, but it also got a new music video and stage performances. This whole track and everything about it is extremely wholesome. So I really love that this had to be done. Also, a lot of people consider this to be one of their favorite tracks that they released, including other idols. Another track that was popular was Letting You Go. It's your quintessential 90s ballad song, and the lyrics are angsty, talking about a guy seeing his ex-girlfriend with someone new, and he's just hoping that he'll find someone nice as well. It also has a music video, which shows the guys being sad and staring off into the distance while a light breeze blows their hair around in the close-up shots. They are also incredibly blown out by the lights. I saw a lot of people in the comments saying that they looked like vampires, which I just thought was funny. Jiwon's vocals on this are a 10 out of 10, and Jiang is wearing glasses, which is always a plus. I don't know, there's something about idols wearing glasses. Everyone loves it, no matter the decade. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I just say, Sunghoon does the most with his face. I feel like every single close-up in this video, he's just, his, there's something about when he gets on screen for a music video. I didn't see this so much when they were doing like variety shows and stuff, but he's just being so expressive. I just, I had to point it out. I'm sure other people who have seen their videos know what I'm talking about, but he likes his facial expressions, let me say that. (laughs) That's why he's so beloved. Final song of this album that we wanted to highlight would be Prayers. Because this one also kind of has a music video, even though the music video is basically just live footage from the concerts it's still a music video and also prayer is a song that you should blast to the gods prayer is basically the ultimate i just got dumped i have so many emotions i want to sing them so loudly good karaoke song also like just go for it let everything out through this song Let's move on. Did they win anything? As a reward for their hard work during 1998, they won two very big awards. In December, they won a Bonsang at the Golden Disc Awards for Reckless Love. Then, at the Soul Music Awards, they shared a Daesang for Couple with H.O.T.'s song Hope. Now, this is especially incredible because Couple was the only track that beat out The Juggernaut, which was H.O.T.'s song Hope. So, in the span of two years, Zetsky's debuted, released three albums, a special album, a movie, were in a musical, and won a lot of big awards. Even though we've just given a brief history of the group, there is still a lot more that we didn't include here. If you look at our Google Doc for this episode, you will see information about their discography, among other notes of interest. However, this isn't the end. We're going to be covering 1999 and 2000, including their disbandment, in the next episode. So please look forward to that. Okay, so just quickly, I want to mention the K-drama Reply 1997, because when I watched this show in 2015, I only really knew, like, Shiny and Infinite, and I had maybe heard about Jackie's, but that just makes this all the funnier to me, because... Jiwon from Jekyll's was a main character in this show. 
and I didn't realize it. And it's just, it's so funny to me because the main character of the show is an HOT fan and they kind of touch on the rivalry a little bit and they go a little bit over the top with it, but that's kind of the point. It's supposed to be exaggerated. I just, I remember looking at him and I was like, man, he's a little bit older than the entire rest of the cast. I wonder why they chose him. <laughs> and then I come to find out that he is one of the biggest idols in the k-pop industry just like from the first generation and he's actually a pretty good actor i highly recommend the drama it, it's one of the highest rated dramas of all time so if you are feeling nostalgic for the 90s go for it but anyway min why don't you tell us what the song of the day is yes today july 4th all the way back in 2014 which is a surprisingly long time ago now my name released her first mini album called well, first mini-album, with the single Baby I'm Sorry. The mini-album was also called Baby I'm Sorry, but they write it as the first mini-album because K-pop naming conventions never gets better. Just as a little recap, because my name isn't a group anymore. It was a five-member boy group. They were united under one name to be the best, thus being called my name. And the song Baby I'm Sorry was composed and written by Crazy Park of Brave Entertainment, who basically made a lot of hits for Brave Entertainment. Like, if you listen to Sistar, Teen Top, Tiara, Hello Venus, you've probably listened to a song or two by this dude. And yeah, Baby I'm Sorry. It's a danceable piano song that is a bit overdramatic, but it's just wonderful and hits you right in the mid 20th tense nostalgia if that is a thing that you're into. And also the music video is good, you should watch it. It's made by Sany Bros. It is overly dramatic. You'll understand when you see. So let us just gently move on to the question of the day. While Quicksilver was a dance group Jaejin and Jaeduk were a part of, after Zetsuki's disbanded, Jaeduk was in a different duo with Suwon called Jaywalk. But do you know what fans of this pair are known as? No. I would Find like some out guesses. Next week. So if you've got a group <laughs> called Crosswalk, what would you call your fans? Jaywalkers. What? I think that's what they would name their fans. That's what I would name my fans. So JR <laughs> thinks they'd be called Jaywalkers. What about Min? What do you think? Crossroads. Crossroads? Okay. We're going to be going over the answer to this next time. So let's see if Min and JR are correct. Okay, so like Min mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're going to talk about a few announcements now. First off, we've got a website. Hopefully it's beautiful. We're recording this a bit early and the website is not ready for sure, but it will be up and running the same day this episode comes out. So please go and check that out. We're going to have a link to it in the description. We're going to have a lot of stuff on there. There's going to be podcasts, blog posts, a lot of fun stuff. In addition to the website, we are also officially starting a YouTube channel. So our first massive deep dive is coming up this summer. And we have more series as well. So yeah, we're doing a lot of new things. Like If you've been following this channel since pre-hiatus time, the before time, you might have already seen some of the new things that we're working on, but yeah. A lot of our break has actually been spent on making things, and we really hope you like it. 
because we don't get paid, but we still make a lot of things <laughs> for some reason. It's really fun though. And that's basically all the news we have for now. We'll probably tell you more exciting news soon. But that is all we have for this episode, so let us go into that beautiful ending sequence. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, a reminder that our next episode comes out on July 11th. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.